You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Brownstein, and today I have with me Erica Weiner. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. We were hoping that we were going to be able to be back in the studio at this I point. I think that we started trying to figure out when you were going to do the show like six months ago. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, and I was like, this is perfect, I'll come out to California, and then, you know, and then a few things happened that got in the way of that. Nothing, nothing major. Yeah, just little things. <laughs> At all. Yeah, and then you were going to be, you were hoping to come to be here in person now, but I think, you know, just hopefully a few more weeks, and then I'll be back in the studio, and like Eric and I were just talking about, she can come back anytime she wants and do the show in person. That's right, I would love to. So you guys are probably wondering, who is Erica Weiner? <laughs> well, the big question. So I'm going to read to you guys a little bit about Erica Weiner and what we're going to be talking about today, which is going to be very inspirational. Um, so let's just get started. So Erica Weiner is a holistic health and mindset coach, co-founder of Women In It Together. And I know on your Instagram, you have an Instagram that's W-I-I-T, right? W-I-I-T Denver, that's for women in it together, yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into you telling everybody what it is. Um, and she's an event producer and speaker. Erica helps clients heal their lives from the inside out through a mythology that combines behavioral psychology, nutrition, and habit coaching, spirituality, and unconditional love. So Erica used to be, this is her kind of her backstory and, and you'll get more into it. Erica used to be caught in a pattern of people pleasing, disconnected from her body, over exercising, under eating, unable to process emotions and constantly searching for happiness outside of herself. At a turning point, she likes to call that rock bottom as everybody does. She took responsibility for everything that had happened so far and began to understand that healing is an inside job couldn't agree more. With that mindset shift, she stopped identifying as a victim of her circumstances and instead used her energy to create a life aligned with her deepest desires. She began to understand the value of self-love and self-acceptance, which helped her practice self-compassion during the challenging times. With this new foundation, she strengthened her self-awareness and intuition, developed unshakable trust in the process, slowly let go of self-sabotaging behavior, started attracting more fulfilling relationships, found her calling, and now inspires others. So, Erica, before we get into some questions, do you want to tell us a little bit about your life and how you got here and what inspired you to do this work? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think the reason that a lot of coaches get into coaching is very similar, right? We experience some sort of suffering, we do some work and get to the other side in some capacity, and then we just want to get on top of the mountain and shout to everyone like, what we've learned so that no one else has to suffer needlessly. And so that's the same with me. I, like you read about, you know, I have a history of depression and anxiety and just really living this unfulfilling life. And 
my healing journey has a lot of different threads like it does for all of us, but I think I'll focus more on the love and relationship parts because that's probably what's most um, relevant for your audience. But basically, I grew up in a family. Um, I had a very like high standard for what a relationship could be. My parents um, are still married. They've been married for over 40 years. They've known each other their whole lives. Um, my, my grandparents actually met on the beaches of Lake Arrowhead when my mom was six. My dad was nine. I think those were the right ages. They didn't start dating till college, but they've known each other their whole lives. They got married, had kids, and you know they're still married today. So the reason I share that is from childhood to adulthood, I kind of had this expectation of that's how love works. You meet someone, you get married, you have babies, and then you like look right off into the sunset, I guess. And um, fast forward to today, and that's not exactly what happened. Um, and a lot of waking up and starting to do this work for myself really stemmed from waking up to the pattern I had with dating and with men. And I, at one point, um, you know, you look around, you're like, what's wrong with all these guys in the world? Like, they're all terrible. They're all the same. But when we do start doing this healing work, you, you kind of wake up and you think, oh, what's the common denominator? You know, maybe there's something inside of me that needs to be healed. So that's that part about, um, you know, no one's going to come along and fix me or heal me. I, I need to do that myself. Healing is an inside job. And I don't speak from a place of having it all figured out you know, in full transparency, I'm single at this point, I'm 34, but I can honestly say I'm as happy as ever because I stopped searching for things outside of me to make me happy or make me feel whole and started coming back to myself and, and learning to love myself and accept myself, which is, you know, an ongoing journey. But that's really where my love of doing this work and inspiring others to do the same. And a lot of the work I do with people is, you know, whether they're in partnership or not, it's how do you build a strong sense of identity and come back to yourself so that no matter what is going on outside of you, you can have this like happy, healthy container. So that's really um, kind of a shortened version of how I got to where I am today, coaching and just doing this work that I love. And I would just like to add that with you showing up as yourself, you know, you said, well, you haven't found the guy yet, or maybe you have, who knows, but maybe you're not aware that he's your husband or who knows. <laughs> but the fact is that the more that both of us, we inspire people to, to just know that when you are doing this work, as you show up as love, as whole, mm -hmm. the closer and closer you do get to finding that right person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, like in my bio, you read that unshakable trust in the process. Like oh. it is just fully surrender. I mean, I'm throwing around a lot of buzzwords kind of, but it's that surrender to the present moment that, you know, especially we can talk about dating during pandemic and, and quarantine and what's that, what that's like, but it's having, feeling an urgency that, oh, I should be in a relationship or I should be farther along than I am, but coming back and be like, nope, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I always like to think about it that my, um, my forever partners, you know, either he's not ready for me or I'm not ready for him yet. So just going to keep going along until we cross paths and it's right. And you guys are both doing the work to find each other. And so you yes. got same intention. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and timing is, is huge. 
Like he might be right now working on going through, should he break up? Should he not break up with his wife or his girlfriend? Who knows? And so maybe who knows? And then maybe in two weeks from now, you're going to meet him at Starbucks. Exactly. You never know what's going to (laughs) happen. So let's get into these topics you want to talk about, which are going to be really educational um, for people that want to understand. So I love that you want to talk about the buzzwords. Um, So buzzwords, these words are thrown around a lot, which are self-love versus self-compassion. Not necessarily versus, but what, what do you, how do you define the difference between self-love and self-compassion? Yeah. And I always love starting with definitions because as you know, we all attach meaning to words based on our own experiences. So even though we're like, yeah, self-love, Doug, I know what that means, but really we can all experience it kind of in a different way. So if we start with this baseline, then we can continue the rest of the conversation with this in mind. But so let's start with self-compassion. This is, I consider this my superpower and basically um, compassion literally means to suffer with, co means with passion means suffer. So self-compassion literally means to suffer with yourself. When you take a moment to stop and think about that, it's acknowledging the human experience that we all have. Like life can be full of suffering, especially with what's going on now. There's so much going on in the world that feel can feel overwhelming. And instead of trying to resist it or change it or make it wrong, it's about just sitting with it and being like, this is hard. I'm having a moment. And like, I need, it's like that reparenting of yourself and being able to give yourself that compassion. And then self-love, um, one of the definitions I really love is um, having respect for your own well-being and happiness. So like, or another way to think about it is not settling for anything less than you deserve. So for example, when, you know, my mom wants to see me happy, but when she goes into to mother mode and like, I just want you to be in a relationship, you're being too picky, you're doing this. Well, really it's like, it's like, I've, I know what I want and I know what I deserve. I know what I'm worth. And I won't set, I'd rather be, you know, happy and alone than just make excuses like, oh, well, you know, it's not perfect, but you know, it's something. Um, well, happy and alone or alone in a relationship, which happens all the time. And I've experienced that many, many times as well. And that's almost lonelier than being alone and happy because trapped in in jail. Yeah. So those are, um, so yeah, self-love, I think, I I equate that to self-respect in a lot of ways. And then that self-compassion is just really about being able, being able to sit with difficult things that come up and not try to change it and like give your little inner child a hug and like, it's going to be okay. And what you were saying, because you brought up your mom, it's almost like that you believe that self-love is just honoring yourself and trusting yourself and that's all that matters. Like whatever comes from your heart and whatever feels good to you and whatever you know is the right thing to do for you and the right time and everything is all that matters. It is because there's a part of me that absolutely would want to, you know, there's still, there's still a little girl inside me that wants to please my mom and please my parents and be like, I want to make you happy. But all, and also that's, that's not what I need. I don't need to get into a superficial relationship to, you know, match what society thinks is good for me or what anyone thinks is good for me because 
you're the one that has to be in the relationship. <laughs> yes, very true. Day in, day out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very normal for people to, whether it's parents or another, an aunt or friends or society, to go through a long period of their life where they do make decisions based on other people or parents or society. And I know the work that I do. And I also, just like you, I was a, I don't like the word victim, but um, I lived my life a little bit like that until I did the work to get empowered and to live my life from my authentic self and to know the value and the importance of following our own intuition to manifest what is right for us and, and everything that we deserve and desire. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why this idea of self-love, even though it can get a little buzzy, it's so important because you know, all love starts with self-love. Like, you know, you probably heard that saying, and it's because it starts with that, that like identity work of who am I? What do I want? What do I deserve? What are my limiting beliefs? How can I, re you know, replace them and then make decisions from that place instead of from a place of what do I think other people need or want me to do? Because it's not authentic. Yes. And I feel like we might be getting into some other questions, but I just want to bring up that in order to manifest the right love for you, you have to love yourself first so that you are actually showing up as who you are. So you don't manifest because everything's the reflection. So you don't manifest the guy that is not aligned with who you truly are. Yeah. And that, that makes me think of just um, also a little bit of self-worth. Like we get what we think we deserve. So before doing this work, I for sure had limiting beliefs of like fear of loss, which came from a pretty traumatic breakup in my early 20s that, you know, long story short, made me um, buy into the misunderstanding that if I show up authentically in a relationship, he will leave. And so that, you know, played out a decade of, being in relationships, I had several over the years, but I wasn't authentic. I was showing up to be, well, who can I be so that they love me? Who I was very, you know, I'm, I'm pretty empathic and intuitive. So it's like, I can pick up on like, who do I need to be to get along with people who are around? And those were the, the masks that I wore and the people pleasing. Um, and you know, it was no, it was no easy journey to uncover that and see those things in myself. But but you can't change what you don't you know, choose to see in yourself. So it's, it was a necessary part of the journey. Yes. And I believe that everything, even the, the good days, the bad days, everything is a necessary part of our journey. Absolutely. And I realized also, as I was saying before, I think my sentence sounded, sounded funny, but I just want to make it clear that you want to show up as yourself so that you can manifest the reflection, the right guy who is a reflection of everything that's going on in the inside of you. So mm -hmm. this is just to recap everything. So if you are loving yourself, feeling whole, feeling confident, not cocky, but just knowing who you are, then you will manifest that it's like this energetic connection. Absolutely. Reflection in a, in a man who is who is just as whole. And I would say two holes come together, not two halves, you know, not yeah. like completely, you completely, but it's, it's two holes. Absolutely. And, 
Yeah, because if if you don't take the time to, or say you're you're not coming from a place of self love, and let's bring back the idea of respect, just self respect. You're going to attract someone. Who, if you're not respecting yourself, you're going to attract someone who probably isn't going to respect you. So kind of on the same wavelength there. Exactly. I love, I love when I first learned that, that everything is a reflection of our inside reality. It was life changing. Like, and, and even to this day, like no matter how far down the journey you get every once in a while, it's like, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to like lift that lens and see it. So when, you know, your outer world feels chaotic, it's like, Oh, everything feels chaotic. But then if you take a moment to be like, Oh, well, what is this? What is this reflecting inside me? Or what's being triggered inside me by all of this? And, and that's the one thing, you know, with coaching that always amazes me. Um, especially when I first started, I was like, how am I going to be able to help people? I want to be able to say the right things, but it really almost always comes down to that reflection of people have these problems outside of them. And you're like, okay, well, which part of you is being triggered right now? What wound (laughs) is being brought up that we need to just send a little love to. And the more that you don't heal something, the more it keeps coming up. Right. You're going to attract situations into your life Mm -hmm. that trigger it or that open that wound until you, until you're ready to look at it. I knew we spoke the same language. So we were talking before the show about how I went to University of Santa Monica to study spiritual psychology, and it's pretty much like you did also. This, whatever, I I wish that that program was still around because I would absolutely do it, but that, this stuff speaks to me, just that spiritual, like everything comes down to is like, okay, what's your inner child, what is she or he, why is she hurting right now, or why is he hurting right now, and it's a reflection of the, the situations that you attract into your life. And by the way, they are not, not offering glasses. So stay tuned. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, they're doing like online stuff right now and then who knows in the future. So right. definitely not shutting down. And Go for anyone who's watching, USM is still going on. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, um, so we were talking about self-love. We kind of went through that. So let's go on to the next <laughs> topic. Um, how to stop putting so much pressure on your current relationship or on finding a relationship? Yeah, this one, um, again, it comes back to ourselves. Um, one thing I love talking about is that we are the source of our own happiness, joy, safety, security, whatever, whatever it is. We just, we just forget that. And, you know, as we're civilized, as we grow up, we start to um, see external things as being the source of, of our happiness or joy. So, oh, when I'm in a relationship, then I'm happy. Or um, I just got a raise at work. So now I feel financially stable. And the way to, so this, and this goes for someone who's in partnership or is trying to attract a partnership, because if you're in partnership and you see your partner as the source of your safety, your joy, your happiness, that's, that's a lot of pressure. And even if it's not something, you know, that happens, um, it's more of an energetic subconscious pressure, right? You're not outwardly being like, you have to make me happy. Um, but if we don't learn how to fill our own cup, or like you said, I love the visualization of two holes coming together. So if you're seeing yourself as not whole and someone else completes you, one, what happens if they leave or 
Exactly. Or, or what if you want to leave, but you, you identify that relationship as that's what's keeping you whole. Again, it just creates a lot of pressure. So, and then on the other side, if you're single and trying to, and you want to attract a partnership, what energy are you putting out if you're like, oh, well, if I get to be, if I get a boyfriend, if I get a girlfriend, then I can be happy. One, probably when you get to that place you think you're going, chances are you're not going to find that happiness you were looking for because it was never about the relationship. It's about you. So the way to kind of start playing with this um, idea and not putting so much pressure on what happens, um, it's like high intention, low attachment. So first just putting out the intention that yes. And, and I want to comment too for myself, like, you know, I, I have this thing of like, oh, I'm fine being single and I'm happy. And at the same time, I do really want to be in a relationship. So I absolutely have high intention of attracting love, but I have low attachment to how it happens. So if it happens tomorrow or in two weeks at Starbucks, great. But if I have to wait longer, then I'd rather wait and get what I'm really looking for because I've taken time to know, you know, I know how I want to feel in a relationship and I know what I, how I want to connect with that person. So when it comes along, I, I believe that I'll absolutely know. But in the meantime, taking the pressure off how it happens or like if you're in a relationship about, you know, if, if it doesn't feel right or if you want to be happier, it's like just coming back to yourself and figuring out how can I tap into that, that source of joy and happiness and wholeness that already exists inside me, but that I'm just blocking myself from, you know, with a belief of, oh, I have to be in a relationship to be happy, or I have to, you know, have a job to feel financially secure, whatever, whatever it is, it goes for a lot of things besides just relationships. But I think that's, um, that's how I look at, you know, taking the pressure off your, your current relationship or finding a relationship. Yes. And it sounds like what you're saying is just to be present when you're present and you're enjoying your life as much as possible, then things are going to come into your life. More abundance will come into your life when you're not constantly putting the focus, you're saying pressure, but I'm also going to just say focus when you're not putting focus on it has to happen. It has to happen. And a spiritual concept is that I'm sure you know, is that the universe gives us what we focus on. So if we're focused on the desperation that it has to happen and we're not being present and we're being in the past, we're being in the future, then the universe will give us, and that's fear-based, it will give us more of that, more of it not happening. Yeah. Because it's just going to give us what we're focused on. So it's better to focus on it's going to happen And I like that you said, like, the attachment, high attachment, I mean, high intention, low attachment to the outcome, put the intention intention out there, like really, you know, take the time to put the intention out there, universe, spirit, God always knows what's in your heart. So if you're, if you spend a few moments of the day, or you're going out to lunch, and you're having fun, and you're not constantly thinking, I have to manifest this man, that's a good thing, because the universe knows your intention and we'll bring it to you. Yeah. And, and also, and I've, I'm guilty of this too, you know, in the past, but when you are so hyper-focused on one thing, like I want to find a relationship, I want to find a relationship. It acts as like, I think of a horse with blinders on its tunnel vision because you're only looking for this. And by focusing so intently on this one thing, 
what other messages from the universe are you missing or just what experiences in life are you missing? Like you said, I love the part about like it really is just about being present because that's really, that's where creation happens from this moment of being here and now instead of, you know, off imagining worst case scenarios in the future or, or worrying about things in the past that you can't change. So yes, to all of that. Yes. We once again, speak the same language. (laughs) Okay. So, um, let's see. You want to talk about self-compassion, self-love, making you a better, like better in your relationship, which we were talking about that. Or do you want to go into uncovering limiting beliefs? What do you feel? Um, well, yeah, I feel so this, the self-love and self-compassion to be a better partner. We kind of touched on that a little bit, but especially with the compassion part. Um, I mean, I defined it. So I, you know, that's clear, but in a relationship, especially again, if you're relying on your partner to always match up to and meet your needs, again, that's a lot of pressure. So if you have the ability to sit with yourself when through a, a tough conversation or arguments or whatever it might be, that it's like, I mean, it's, it's practice in self-soothing, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, but it's just, it's just an important piece. Like you said, those two holes coming together. So how are you a whole complete human being taking care of yourself first and creating this beautiful safe space and then inviting someone else to like, okay, let's now create a new space, a relationship container together. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be the, the other thing I'd want to say about that. Okay. That's beautiful. And you have to have compassion in a relationship and empathy to be able to, to really, to not disregard and let things just pass through you when your significant other is sharing what they have to say, like to have compassion for them, even if you don't really get it or really understand it, but just to validate how they're feeling, you know, and I always say to couples, you know, to, that you really don't have to understand what each other's saying, but just at least validate their feelings and allow them to share what they have to share. Yeah. Like seeking to understand. Cause that's, you know, there's a beautiful part of being able to come back to yourself and understand yourself. And we can also tend to project how we see the world and how we feel on the other person. So it's important to, like you said, ask questions. And even if you don't get it, just at least validate and be like, I believe you. that's what you're experiencing. And um, that makes me think of, yeah. And for me, um, like when I first learned about love languages, that was so important because in a relationship, it's like maybe your partner's giving you love in the way that they give love, but that's not how you receive love. But when you can, even before you understand that, just saying, you know, I don't like, I don't need you to give me gifts. I just want to sit here and spend time with you or something like that. It's just that way to, it's just another way to connect. Love the love languages. Okay. So do you want to talk about how to uncover limiting beliefs so we can stop self-sabotaging in relationships? Yeah. So limiting beliefs are another thing I love playing around with. And I think this is something that, again, it's a lifelong journey. I've done a lot of work to uncover kind of my, my core wounds and my core li- beliefs that were limiting me. And then even to this day, I'll find myself thinking something um, that just isn't true. And, it, and, and limiting beliefs aren't bad. I want to say that because really it's, it's our way of protecting ourselves. We have our comfort zone and the way that we feel safe. And then we form these beliefs 
to, to keep us safe. Like, and on, on the most simplest level, like say you're a child and you're singing your favorite song and an adult says, you have a terrible voice. And then from that moment on, you, you unconsciously decide, I will never sing again. I'm a bad singer. But then maybe later, maybe that's not true because you just haven't tried, but you decided, I don't want to feel that way I felt when someone said I was a bad singer. So that's the example of, of kind of how limiting beliefs happen. And, and again, these beliefs can block us from, the, from our source of joy and happiness that we have. So it's important to uncover them, sit with them and recognize that, okay, I did this to protect myself, but then challenge the you-know-what out of them and replace them with beliefs that are more self-serving. Um, with love and relationships, I think the most um, basic one is I'm not worthy or I don't deserve love. I don't deserve happiness. And those can, can come about in all different kinds of way, ways. And it, it doesn't always really matter how you started believing this you know, misunderstanding. Really what just matters is that you uncover it and then decide if you want to choose something else. Because if you're in a relationship, but you have a limiting, or actually if you're, well, I guess, yeah, if you're in a relationship or if you're sing, single and searching for a relationship and you have a belief that I'm not worthy, like we kind of touched on earlier, you're going to energetically attract someone that makes that belief true. So, you know, you're going, you're going to create your world um, in alignment with what makes sense up here subconsciously and consciously. So it's this very, um, you know, there's lots of ups and downs and fine lines around this, but it's, I think it's life-changing and really important work. So life-changing. And I feel like, like before our client comes to me and, you know, once we start doing the work and I think most people until they start doing this work, your people walk around just very blind and, and just unaware, unaware to that there are other ways to live. You're not a victim. You, you can take control of your life. You can get to the point where you feel just really happy and joyful and peaceful and ready and willing to manifest and create. People don't realize that you have the power to create. Think that, you know, I was saying victim mode. People feel like they're just victims and they're just going along with like being guided, but not like guided by the spirits, like being mm -hmm. guided by like the people in their lives and just, okay, I'll do this, I'll do that. But they're not really focused on what do they really want. Yeah, they think that everything around them dictates what they do and how they experience life. But you're absolutely right. It's about coming back to the source of your own just creation and realizing I can, I mean, even down to, I think you posted today, like about that your thoughts create your reality. And it, it, that's what it reminds me of that, you know, we, two people can look at the same situation and t see two different things based on whether they have a more, you know, victim-y, like, negative look. Negative. Yeah. Or if someone's just like, yeah, um, like an example, like if it's raining, someone could be like, oh, it's raining and now I can't go outside and I just want it to be sunny and I don't like it. And then someone else could just be like, yeah, it's raining. Now I'm going to go on with my day and that's okay. So it's, it's deciding that you have control 
over how you feel no matter what is going on around you. And not to say that that's always easy, but it's something that you can become aware of and work on. And a lot of it comes down to what are your beliefs about the world and what's happening. And I always suggest just to start slow, you know, it can seem, it can feel overwhelming. Like, how am I going to do this? And then you kind of start, but, but it just, it's not, it's not working. And so then you stop. But if you just start small, um, I always say just even with your intuition, because that is a huge part of this mm-hmm. whole story, even with, um, what do I want to order for lunch? You know, should I get the turkey or the chicken or your, which color dress should I get? Um, and also then like, say you're single and you're, you're vetting out the guys, like, start to feel like which one like do i feel more drawn you know every time we do this it makes us stronger and helps us to really connect with ourselves better because we need to connect with ourselves in order to connect with our person yes exactly and that's another thing with this whole self-love conversation it's like if you don't love yourself how can you expect someone else to and then also if you don't know how to love yourself if you don't know what makes yourself feel loved how can you expect anyone else to make you feel loved and this is a big part of my story because i um this was before i did any work and i before i knew anything about myself really like spiritually and just you know under, underneath um it was like i'd get in a relationship and he would he wouldn't do the right things and you know, I, I was unhappy, but he couldn't make me happy. And I was like, why isn't he making me happy? And then down the line, it's like, oh, well, he can't make me happy because I don't even know what makes me happy. So it's like started just like you said, baby steps, like even making a list of what makes you happy. Sometimes it's nice to have a quick list of five things that you're like, oh, I love um, going for walks after dinner and I love taking baths and I love the smell of this yummy lotion because it doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, sometimes these little things, you know, that's what adds up to just make you be able to be grateful and, and happy and appreciative of everything. Um, but yeah, that that piece of being able to get in touch with your intuition, what you need, how you feel so that you can communicate to I mean, even, and even just beyond romantic relationships, even with your family and friends, like, um, you know, there's been a, like, I went through earlier this year where I was just going through a tough time and I was able to reach out to friends and be like, Hey, I don't need you to fix anything. I just want you to know I'm feeling some stuff and like check in on me once in a while. And then guess what they did? They checked in on me once in a while. And that was enough to, to, you know, feel all the happiness. But if I hadn't, really been able to tune in and be like, what do I need right now during this tough time? I wouldn't have been able to ask for it. And I think in a relationship, same thing. It's like, there's going to be times where communication is not as great as it can be, or like someone's going through something. But if you can really sit back and be like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I need. You know, and then hopefully they meet you where you're at. Yeah. Having that ability to know who you are, using your voice using that and then to be feel like you are seen and heard in a relationship is is magical and and crucial yes okay so i just wanted to add one more thing that i'm assuming you i'm sure you work with your clients and also because we were talking about you were talking about a list of like what brings you joy and then Mm -hmm. i was going to bring up gratitude so i'm so happy that you did because whenever we are in our joy and our gratitude, 
we bring more of it. But also people can make a list of what they have to offer. Like, you know, the steps of like, how do we even know who we are, what we have to offer? Make a list. What do I have to offer? What are my great qualities? And not in a cocky way, once again. So right. that you can know what you have to offer. Yeah. To this, the dates and... Yeah. And a lot of, um, yeah. So talking about like, how do you start doing this self work or uncovering these limiting beliefs? And one of the places I love to start with clients is a simple core values assessment. And actually anyone who's watching this, if you reach out, I'll share for free, um, the core values assessment that I take all my clients through because, and, and like I have, this is my list. It's on my computer. I wake up and see it every day. And it's just another thing to come back. Like what's important to me? Um, and you can kind of, if you're having trouble deciding how to go through a situation or, or if you want to stay in the relationship or go, or if this new guy or girl you're dating is right for you, you can come back to yourself and be like, well, who am I? Again, who am I? What do I want? And is this in alignment? And that's, it, it's sometimes as simple as that. And like you were talking about your intuition, it's also how does this person make me feel and one last list I would suggest too is, you know, sometimes people write down the list of what they want in their partner. Like, who do I want my partner to be? But I always like to use like, how do I want to feel in partnership? I want to feel seen. I want to, I want to show up, you know, crying and it's not coming out of my nose and that he still just like wants to get closer or, you know, like, like little things like that. Or I want someone who I've, three floors in my townhouse. And when I come home from a trip, I carry my suitcase up the stairs thinking like one day I'm going to have, you know, my, my boyfriend is going to carry this suitcase up the stairs with me, like acts of service. So, you know, nothing is silly um, and really get in touch with what's, what feels good for you. Um, a lot of the times we can take these beliefs from our parents. Like I was talking about my parents' relationship in the beginning for a long time. I was like, that's what it's supposed to be like. And if it's not, it's wrong. And I had to do a lot of work of uh, picking through like, well, what's theirs and what works for me and what doesn't. And there was a lot that I was like, well, you know what, that, that's not how I want my relationship to be. And this is, you know, not saying theirs is wrong, but it's just like, this is okay. what I want for me. And I'd just like to add a few other things to think about with what feels good in a relationship is just, am I, do I feel happy? Do I feel joy? Do I feel peace? you know, as opposed to feeling chaotic or the more of the low vibrational feelings. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to feel excited, alive, at peace and in your joy and in your loving. Yeah, absolutely. And having fun. Am I having fun? The fun is important. We should all have more fun in relationship or out of relationship. And yeah, and and if, I'm sure you talk about this with other guests on the show, but just that inner child work too, because so often in a relationship when you're feeling unsafe or unsettled, if you really like connected with yourself, like there's probably like a little girl or a little boy inside that's freaking out or scared because something's happening that's triggering an old wound. So that kind of work is also really powerful and just like learning how to comfort yeah. that. Yeah. Like kind of that. Something within. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and also telling that little one that they've always done the best that they can and you're here to love them. And I love that you bring this up because the more that we connect with the, the little one inside, is the better because that little one is part of us still. Absolutely. Okay. So how can people find you? How can people reach out to you? What's your, what are your socials? 
Yes. So I'm most active on Instagram. Um, my handle is powered by underscore positivity. And then you can also check out my website, which is Erica Allison wellness.com. Allison only has one L though. So Erica is a C with a C. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, love to just connect and chat with people. So if anyone wants to learn more about this, like even if you're not interested in coaching, please just reach out, share your story. I'm always looking to connect with new people and yeah. Wonderful. And as always, if anybody has any questions, you can contact me at therelationshipexpert.com and my Instagram is therelationshipexpert, just the X, not the EX. And I am offering sessions, um, as I'm sure you are, you know, not in person at the moment, but, um, if you want to reach out to either one of us to, you are offering sessions also. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I have, um, right now I just have some one-on-one coaching spots open. Um, but the type of stuff that we're talking about, like that self-work and again, whether you're in relationship or trying to call in a relationship, this work can benefit everyone. And, um, these are the kinds of things that I would help guide you through. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you, Erica. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. This is a very inspirational show. And I hope everyone has a great night and join us next week on Love Talk Live. Thanks for having me. Thanks. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.